people deluded i'm back again good morning i hope you're all doing well and safe welcome back to another edition of the dg podcast the deluded podcast the really and truly podcast whatever the hell you want to call it i'm just happy to see you've returned please make sure you're following across all social medias links are in the description however deluded guna 04 if you're not going to follow on anything please hit up instagram so we can get closer to 10k so i can actually use the swipe up feature big up everybody that's locked in obviously if you've just somehow stumbled across apple music or spotify or any of them other streaming platforms and you're listening for the first time then you know you've got to support the thing and follow because once you're hooked you're not going back man you know i'm unfortunate in that work i think football content is drowning in a sea of nonsense but i'm that one guy that one lifeguard swimming trying to save you lot from mediocrity so yeah big up yourselves hope you're doing well and safe it's monday morning obviously you know the premier league is going to be done by the end of the week but at the same time we're all about hitting goals and and, and reaching aspirations so I've all, i hope you've all set out your weekly goals and i hope you're all ready to attack them on monday so we can sit here on friday's podcast feeling good talking about the football and previewing whatever's to come and knowing that we've handled our business it doesn't matter what stage of, of life you're at young and old if you're not trying to better yourself in any sort of way then you might as well die really you know that's that's the only time i feel you shouldn't when you literally can't if you're in bad health or you're dead that's the only way other than that it is well it is we've all got a ticking time bomb so why spend it being being mediocre why not try to be the best that we can all be but enough preaching i hope you're all doing well and safe i've got a spring in my step on this monday morning because arsenal might be terrible leicester saved the, the rest of london in that they defeated chelsea obviously i would have loved spurs to lose yesterday but they didn't can't have everything um it is what it is there isn't too much to speak about people so the, the stuff we do have to speak about we might as well get into it and not waste any further time people now looking at the premier league it was drama you know allison's got the same amount of goals as a fellow brazilian and in William, you know, from open play in the Premier League, you know, one guy's, I'm pretty sure Williams on more money than Allison. And to be fair, Allison's head, that was a better header than Batman. Couple strikers can't header like that, you know. There's a couple six foot man like Allison that cannot header like that that will close their eyes. So shout to Allison for that drama. And on a serious note, it's lovely to see Allison score, obviously. And like I said, it was a very good header from a set piece, and um, Liverpool get the three points and stuff, but. I'm happy for him because of his father. Obviously, we all know he lost his father earlier in the year through dramatic circumstances and he paid tribute to his father and that's what football's about. I really have to admire, you know, what it meant to the rest of the Liverpool man. I don't, I think teams are closer than people giving credit for. Like, I'm no means comparing William to, to Alisson, but when William scored, you see what it meant. I remember a couple of years ago, was it last year, Lacazette was on a bit of a barren run and he scored and the whole team moving mad. I like to see that camaraderie. When I'm seeing Thiago looking like he's in tears, obviously because of the drama, you know, it's a nice little touching tribute and, you know, shout out to Alisson for doing that against West Bromwich Albion. Um, big Sam Fields VAR went against him and the decisions were, were a bit of a madness. But, you know, Roy Hudson's probably not going to be at Crystal Palace next year. I don't know that. Crystal Palace 3, Aston Villa 2, Spurs 2, Wolves 0, West Bromwich Albion 1, Liverpool 2, Everton 0, Sheffield United 1. On the Saturday, you saw Burnley defeated 4-0 against Leeds. You saw Southampton win three goals to one. And you saw Brighton and West Ham draw as well, people. You know, Jesse Lingard had a very good game. Ben Rama snatched it. Well, two late, pardon me, late goals, you know. Um, Danny Welbeck, who's had a decent decent say in, in, in this season for Brighton, in which they've just stayed up, basically. Thought he won it. 
But then three minutes later in the 87th minute, obviously this is what football's about. And for West Ham, that's another blow to their European hopes or, cement, or cementing it, people, because obviously they need to run away with it. Um, and it salvaged, it salvaged the point, people. But at this time, it's this, in this day and age, you want to make sure you do what you can, people. West Ham did have a lot of chances to score, obviously. Um, Fernals, Fernals had shots that were blocked. Suchek obviously went close before Sanchez for Brighton denied it. Um, yeah, man, substitute Ben Rama responded, man. Lovely, lovely curling effort off the post, people. It was a good effort, but 1-1, you know, Brighton, I'm not going to say they don't care, but they're just happy to stay in the league. West Ham, David Moyes, season you're having, you know, you don't want to give up on that. So it is what it is in that regards. Shout out to Scott Carson, people. I also forgot to mention Newcastle 3, Manchester City 4, Ferran Torres, Hattrick, Cancelo on the score sheet as well to cement things, people. The La Liga recruits, obviously, Cancelo. Taylor was, was once a puller time playing in Valencia. I know he's at Juventus and Ferran Torres was at Valencia as well. So two goals, almost four goals almost made in Valencia or, or crafted in Valencia. Crazy game. Shout out to my guy, Joe Willock, obviously scoring the rebound. Shout out to Scott Carson, you know, 35 years of age, you know, almost a decade since he last played in the Premier League. Got a little minutes. Well, I say little minutes, got a little 90 minutes for Man City, obviously, after they've confirmed the league. Good moments, man. This is what you live for, like to see these young players making debuts and things like that. Very good hat-trick from Ferran Torres, in my humble opinion, people. You know, the third, the second goal, sorry, was a good move as well, which led to it as well. Um... Good goal, man. Obviously, the more Joe Willett scores, the more we can talk about potential um, zeros put on his contract. And a man has scored, what, against Spurs now, Liverpool, City. You can't just look at the goals, you know, because that just sells the headline. You've actually got to look at what's happened over the 90 minutes or any duration he's played. But it looks good, didn't it? It looks good. Arsenal lonely on loan. And I don't know if Joe Willett's going to come back and have a chance. Loaned out again. Permanent move to Newcastle. But it's an interesting debate to have, and considering he's joined mid-season, it's like he was there the whole year. So yeah, man, credit to credit to to Joe. But it was unfortunate for him because you know, while they held it up and it was a crazy game, it was two-two at half time. Obviously, you know, New Man City are the, are the winners and Newcastle are the losers. And obviously, a couple guys got game time. Eric Garcia is more or less a Barcelona player. You had Ake getting a look in there as well. A um, couple players got rotated in for um, Gabriel Jesus has had to be a bit patient this season, as has Ferran Torres. You know, it was nice to see Cole Palmer on the bench as well. Would love to see Cole Palmer and a couple of these Man City Academy players get some opportunities and show what they can do, whether that's to have a chance at City, go on loan or leave permanently. And it'd be fantastic for City. I'd assume they're playing at home in their next game, people. And they could have their trophy parade. They're still in holiday mode, really and truly. Away from that, as you as you know, people, obviously, shout out to Fabio Carvalho, a player I did a video on prior, people. I'm sure you all saw him score his first goal, the 18-year-old for Fulham. And obviously, I'm sure they're hoping to build around him next season in the Championship. Obviously, he's going to need to... He's still raw and he ain't played that much senior football, so he's going to have to develop. Physically, he's going to have to improve. You know, consistency playing multiple times a week games come fast and fast and furious really in the in the championship but he's got it man he's a very technical footballer it's nice to see him get his Premier League goal because that's what we all dream of you know that 17 year old you at Sheffield United also bagged you know showing Brewster how it's done really but it's lovely to see that obviously James Wood-Prowse you know absolute lovely deliveries all game could have had a couple more Theo got on the score sheet former Arsenal player Nathan Taylor got on the score sheet as did Shea Adams you know Shea Adams goal poor marking from Fulham but Anya was doing a pulling, but fantastic ball from from Wood Prowse. You know, again, 
<laughs> you wouldn't want him to be a sniper and aim it at you because it's peak, really and truly. And Fulham are down, really and truly. I think they... I wouldn't say the scoreline is unfair because it reflects probably how the game went, but it, it, it kind of looks like Fulham weren't in it as much and they were half in it at times. But with all due respect to Fulham, you do see a lot of elements as to why they're in the championship. And this is coming from Southampton because Southampton, like Arsenal, dropped down points, but Southampton love dropping points from winning positions. They didn't really look like that was going to be the case, really and truly, if I'm completely honest. You know, the Burnley-Leeds game, it's while Jack Harrison had a good game, you know, obviously Rodrigo got a brace and Leeds blitzed them. It's obviously marred by, I don't want to speculate but and, and call it racism because I'm waiting for the facts to remain, but it don't look good when, when you see what Ali, Alioski's allegedly been reported by. Apparently, you can hear Dwight McNeil saying, did you hear what he called me? You know, apparently he's done a monkey thing. You know, if he has done the monkey thing, then I hope his Leeds players smash him in. I hope he got beaten up in the change rooms. Then if he is racist, you know, you know I wish the worst on racists. I got no moral compass for anyone that degrades someone because of their skin colour. And Alioski's a bit of a drama man. He's always involved in this. So I really hope he gets himself handed to him, you know, if he if he did do this. So that's marring that. Obviously, apart from that and talking about points that have nothing to do with football, but doing directly, you know, Leeds were more or less perfect, man. They cut them open. It all started with a goal just before half time. Then after that, you know, the goal started pouring in. It is where it is. Jack Harrison was in top form, in my opinion. Sadly, Alioski got an assist and as did Rafina. You know, again, Leeds have some ballers. Leeds have a good platform to build upon next season. And I'm keen to see how they fare next season because... It happened with Reading, it happened with Liverpool, it happened with City, it's happened with Arsenal, it's happened with Chelsea. Um, more or less any team that, that has a way of playing for a, a, a significant period of time, Sheffield as well, and you know what they're about and you know what they're trying to do. Even Arteta this year, even though it's not the best example, people kind of clock it. Now, I'm not saying provided Bielsa stays, because I know that his, con his contract's still up um, for debate. Provided he stays. I'm not saying Leeds aren't going to have a good season next year. I'm not saying they're not going to excel because I rate Leeds. I want them to. I think for the neutrals, they're needed in the Premier League. They're a big club, historical big club. You know, Bielsa, on top of that, Leeds are not just... What I hate is teams that are just trying to be in the Prem for the sake of being in the Prem. You can tell, first and foremost, it's a stability thing from Leeds. But they're what you can tell. They want to, you know, be top 10, top 6, top 4, challenge for the league, all of these things. And again... It's very again. It's, I get. I don't get jealous over many things in life, but I get jealous of seeing an owner and a club all reflect one thing. Obviously, Bielsa's kind of been able to have from 23s level slash 18s all the way to first team it in his blueprint. You've got Orta, who you know is very good at recruiting players. You know they play. We all know how Leeds play, rightly or wrongly. You know, on one hand, you could say it's stupidity to only play one way and not have another way of changing. On the other hand, you could say it's admirable. I'm just saying people are gonna clock that. I don't think you're going to have a next... I could be wrong and I, you know me, I'll apologise. But I don't think you're going to have a next season where, for instance, where the top six struggled at Ellen Road. I don't think so. I don't I don't think you're going to have Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, City and all of them struggling to win at Ellen Road. I do think people will clock how Leeds play and to a degree that could mean more of a struggle. You know, I just think that's the nature of life. You know, Bielsa's men have shell-shocked everyone. Probably how they shell-shocked Burnley. They never stopped running. They never stopped pressing. They, you know, they, they, they got creative players. They backed themselves in any situation. You can't not like them. But again... You know, 
Leeds have been a bit of a, it's been a bit of an unknown entity of sorts coming into this season. It's been a positive surprise. That isn't going to be the case next year, in my opinion. And like I said, shout out to Leeds because, again, not, not Alioski because I don't like him on the best of days, especially when this allegedly happened with Dwight McNeil. But shout out to everybody else connected with the football club because I rate what you man are doing. Simple as that, people. So, like I said, City beat City 4-3 against Newcastle. We've spoken about the 1-1 draw between the Amers and Brighton. Southampton 3, Fulham 1, if I haven't said that already. Fulham, one, Fulham Leeds 1-4-0 against Burnley. Now, Everton are doing as great as they can, pardon me, to mess up hopes of getting top four at this point in the season or Europe. This point in the season, there's no time for messing about. Shout out to Jan, um, to Daniel Jebison. You know, I don't know nothing about this young 17-year-old, but he's become the youngest player to score on his first Premier League start with a winning goal, people. So that's a little bit of history. Looking at him, he's played for England at youth level when he's been called up by Canada. I mean, he's born in Canada, so he's had quite the life. And I know on the best of days, Sheffield United don't score too many goals. That's probably why you've had, what was it, the young Heckford getting opportunities. And now Daniel, and like I said, if I'm, if I'm Bruce, I'd feel like shit pardon my language man because this guy's played the second really like couple minutes here and there it took him seven minutes yeah seven seven eight minutes to score his first goal Brewster can't do that and that shows the difference where I'm not saying he's a better player or worse player than Brewster or saying because he scored we must attack Brewster I think this is what happens this is I think the difference is mentality you know, this is a fresh baby faced, you know, 17 year old without trying to be condescending. Obviously, he cares about the fact that he's playing in the Prem, that his managers told him to do something, that the team is getting relegated. But you're oblivious to that. You know, you're a 17 year old man. You want to play Premier League. That's everybody's dream. My dream, your dream. Everyone wanted to do that. So you're starting. You know, this is what I t say about Arsenal. Where I think Saka and Smith Rowe on top of everything have excelled because they're kind of a, and I wanted Balogun to play. And Martinelli, because you're oblivious to it. You know, look at Chelsea. You know, the Cobham boys, nine times out of ten, are dragging that boy down, dragging them boys there um, through through the line. Obviously, it's a bit different, but it's almost that healthy, youthful naivety. Like, he knows the team is down. He knows Sheffield United is poor. Obviously, there's going to be a pr pr bit of nerves with the young 17-year-old lad. But you're buzzing. Once you get playing, you're like, yo, once you get past the fact that, yeah, I'm playing against this guy in FIFA and that guy, you're like, yo, I'm playing Premier League. And that youthful enthusiasm means you're going to run around and get a good performance. He's in that healthy headspace. You need that sometimes. And happy for the lad to get his goal. Hopefully, he can, you know, get another start on the last day of the season. Bag again, you know, do his thing in the championship. You wouldn't want these young academy players to blow, man, you know, but it's good for him. 17 years of age, people, 309 days age of old, um, 17 years of age and 309 days. So again, he'll soon be 18. And, you know, when I was 17, it was just the biggest thing I could do is pass my driving lesson, driving test, which I did. So, you know, imagine that is being scoring in the Premier League, people is what it is. You know, obviously he stayed home and inviting cross from Jack Robinson. He did have an opportunity to score again, of course. And on another day that could have he could have been made to pay. And in the future, he's got to learn on converting it all but the man's ever eating in it people obviously Aaron Ramsdale made some good saves I believe in the in the game as well especially in the first half but for, for, for everything I don't know what's going wrong people I don't know what's going wrong with them I don't know what they're on now because they've hit a slump at the wrong time dropping down points not playing with the same fluidity again this is probably what's shown them that it can be done but to probably get to that next level and really push to get in top four over the line I'm not going to say they need new better players because is there much between them and Leicester to a degree without the individuals? I'm talking the whole squad, not just the probable best 11s. 
you got to get, I think they need a couple more. I know they've had injuries and whatnot, but Everton have really messed up, really. And Everton, you know, to lose against Sheffield United, with respect, this is free, this is free clout. You should be taking full points off these men, in my opinion, in, in the season they're in. And, you know, again, both teams, I'm not going to talk about Sheffield because, again, we know they're not clinical. We know they haven't got the guys like that. But what you look at Sheffield, they had 10 shots, Everton had 16, you know, Sheffield had three shots on target, Everton had six. Now, just looking at Everton, for the quality of players you have, six shots on target isn't good enough. Six shots on target against a team that's going to sit back isn't good enough. And, it, yeah, just maybe there's a bit of pressure there. Obviously, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, on his return to, to Sheffield, didn't have the best... Of, well, I say return, on playing against his old team, playing at Goodison Park, um, didn't have the best of games. People say his work is Liverpool versus West Brom. It's more or less any other Liverpool game this season in that they're not... The, the, the pressure isn't st- that they're putting on isn't correlating to putting the game to bed very early on, in my opinion, you know. Um, obviously, with that being said, game plans went out the window because West Brom, as you lot know, after 15 minutes, they took the lead, people. Um, and and it, that goal they conceded is something Liverpool's kind of struck, struggled with all, all season, really, you know. Shout out to Mo Salah for bagging his 22nd goal of, this, of the campaign. Fantastic fashion to do such, you know. And what's been a terrible season for Liverpool... You know, Mo Salah's done a madness in terms of goal scoring. I don't know if people are going to have it as his standout season because there's not really anything positive for Liverpool. But, you know, he's still been doing his thing really and truly. Um, obviously, Firmino hit the, hit, hit the post as well with that chip. Again, it was a decent it was a decent little game, really. It was almost shaping up to be the reverse fixture because, obviously, forgive me if I'm wrong, was that not a draw? It's very upsetting to hear Semi Ajayi um, due, due to the, um, how do you pull it, aftermath of this game. Like almost every footballer, you know, he's subjected to racial abuse. I don't know who by it, but we all know all these footballers. I'm sure re- rival fans, own fans, just, just trolls in general, you know, probably his own fans. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with West Brom. I just think there's a pattern of when someone might make a mistake or play poorly, Racial abuse finds their way. It's happened with Fred. It's happened with people at Arsenal. It's happened with, uh, you know, uh, Davison Sanchez. It's happened with everyone. You know, we all know the problems. That is Instagram, people. It is poor, man. It was more of an open game than I thought it would have been, people. I think, you know, West Brom had their fair fair amount of chances to obviously get more out of this game and things like that, people. Obviously, fantastic moment for football and and for Liverpool, but more so for Alisson. You know, again... Someone was cutting onions, you know. It could make them. It could make anybody cry, really and truly. You know, seeing him score, paying homage to his dad, seeing the reactions of the other players, knowing what it means. You know, this is for me at purest level. That's what football's about. I know there's plenty of other talking points. Liverpool still can get, you know, Europe and all these things. But for me, that's what football's about. You know, them unexplainable moments, them magical moments, them moments of camaraderie, them moments where Alisson, bro, the amount of feelings, he, I'm getting goosebumps even speaking about it. He must have got goosebumps, ecstasy, sorrow, sadness, jubilation, just everything, man. Obviously, seeing him pay homage to his dad as well, who unfortunately lost his life too soon. You know, he can never get his dad back. But them moments there, it feels like you're closer to each other because, again, it's a man's dad. Obviously, it's a it, it, off topic as well. It's bitter news again. Diego Jota, who's probably been one of Liverpool's best players, apparently he'll miss the rest of the season with a foot injury. I don't know how he sustained it, but I did see the commentators speaking about it after the game. Obviously, people um, apparently he's still hoping to be part of Portugal's Euro squad. So I know I've got a couple fans in Portugal, and I know I've got a couple people of Portugal Portuguese descent. Don't worry, man. I'm sure him, 
He will be he'll be there to help Cristiano Ronaldo and Bernardo Silva and those sort of things in the Euros. Obviously, I want every player to be fit, really, because you know the more better players, the better tournament in theory you should have. But it is what it is, people. Dramatic circumstances saw Liverpool, you know, winning. Obviously, it's another one where Trent Alexander Arnold's delivery has has become a part of iconic history of Liverpool. Better probably better at Anfield against against uh, Barcelona. I want to think it is. Um, so, yeah, people, obviously that win now means fifth place Liverpool are now one point and a place behind Chelsea, people. Now, Chelsea obviously got Leicester tomorrow on Tuesday. I personally feel Chelsea are going to win. Um, I just feel, I know Brendan Rodgers won't preach it, but I just feel the players are going to be hung over. Obviously, top four is more or less confirmed for Leicester. If you can put it like that, nothing's going to happen. They've got the FA Cup. You know, Chelsea are going to be full of revenge. Obviously, I hope, I hope, don't get twisted, I hope they lose in that. But I just think, not that it's not meaning nothing, but I just think Chelsea will win this one. So, again, what that probably sets it up to the last day of the season, people. You know, obviously, West Brom remain 19th on 27 points. So, West Brom, sad times, but you move, in it. Spurs defeated Wolves two goals to nil. You know, Adama Traore, if that man had an end product, he'd be so much better because you can't stop him running, man. The man's like a truck. Like, it's like a Ferrari. It's like a truck that's able to zing, to zing at the same pace as a Ferrari. Like, imagine a truck, like a, 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 um, a delivery truck, the trucks that cross state, cross countries in Europe to deliver items. Imagine that truck being able to go as fast as a Ferrari. As a Ferrari. That's what I see with Adama Traore, man. If he had end product, he wouldn't be at Wolves, man. Um, you know, the second goal, the second goal that Wolves conceded, that was terrible. Shout out to Hoiberg for following in, but that was terrible. I'm sorry, but Patricio needs to be dropped next season because you could tell Patricio was going to be shaky. He's, he's fumbled that ball unnecessarily. There was a, I was watching it with my guy as well. And I said, yeah, well, <clears throat> I watched it again at my guy's yard. And I said that when we was watching it, and I said it on my live stream as well. I said, what, Patricio is going to make a mistake here because there was an effort where Kane hit the post. It weren't the best of shots from Kane. The commentators were gassing it. It hit the post. It looked like a ooh moment sort of thing. But I was just watching Patricio and he never had it covered. He took it. He made it look dramatic, innit? And I was like, yeah, you're, you're not serious today, man. And there was a couple of efforts. He, he was moving like that, especially the goal he conceded. Obviously, Kane, sucker punch, really, because I feel Harry Kane and Connor Cody, they were having a little good battle. I don't know if, South, if it's because of Southgate or what, but Cody was having a good battle. I'm sure you saw him block a shot off the line. They're making important block. Then shortly after that 44th minute, Harry Kane done the business, people. And, you know, it's a lovely run from Kane. He's on the last shoulder. You're taught that as a young lad, as a striker. Again, you know, Kane's a great finisher, but I think people sleep on the street smartness of the player, you know. Um, scored his goal and I'm sure he must have thought it's not going to be my day because how much times he's hitting a pole, shots being cleared off the line, you know, you think it's a madness. I really like the Fabio Silva youngster at Wolves, but he's got to learn to start hitting the target. It's like he's getting paid to not hit the target. It's like some of the shots that come on, man, take a bit of seconds to compose yourself. It's like you're panicking and snatching on it, snatching at it. And, and not that I can tell you anything because you've been the young one of the youngest at Porto. You've done all your stuff. I can't tell you nothing, but you're snatching at chances. The angles are not favourable. You're not hitting it with any conviction. Quite terrible, really and truly, man. Quite, quite, really and truly, quite terrible, really and truly. Like, absolutely appalling. Like, Rebury Patricio, Butterfingers all day. I can't like shout out to Regulon for the second goal, man. That that right back, um, the lad they signed from Liverpool. You got stressed out, stressed out. Shout out to Regulon for that one there, man. You know, I think Tanganga had a good game, I, I feel, for, for, for Spurs as well. Bit of dark hearts from him. 
Don't know what Ndombele's got to do to buy a game. Again, is he injured? Is he carrying up? I don't know. I'm not a Spurs fan, so I don't really care, but I'm a football purist and I think... Like, Gary Neville was smoking something special. A man is saying, oh, I'm sure I heard him say, yeah, Spurs need people who can do one-twos. That's not, that's not Ndombele. Are you effing smoking? The only thing you can, and, and I, I'm happy to see Dele Alli getting minutes, but the only thing Dele Alli, the only thing I can hear in the Dele Alli regard is if you're saying, let him, Dele Alli can do the box-to-box, the late runs and all of those sort of things. Ndombele is not going to give you that. He has played box-to-box before. He's actually played in front of a defence before. He's probably best in that unnatural 10. And what I mean by unnatural 10 is he wouldn't be like a poetry in motion, Mesut Ozil sort of 10 in between the lines. But what I mean by that is you have a three man in midfield, you have two man that might be expansive or able to pass a ball, but them and they are defensively spot on to kind of make up for any deficiencies with Ndombele because you do, let's be real, he is a bit poor defensively and struggles for fitness in that regards. But you can't tell me you want to have good players on the field, you want to play link-up play and Ndombele can't get a game. Are you mad? This is a guy who I was I was absolutely vexed when Spurs signed him. I badly wanted this guy at Arsenal, you know. I remember his first year on loan from Amin, Amin's or Aminion or wherever it was at, at Lyon when he was initially on loan and then they made it permanent. This man can do it all. I don't know what he's done. It does feel like Ryan Mason's playing favourites. You know, I don't understand how you can go with Le Celso, your old friend in Daily Alley and whatnot. And Ho- fair enough, Hoiberg's different. He gets in and not find a way for Dembi- Ndombele. And it's been coming, you know. Is this is he trying to... I personally feel he knows that Spurs are going to rub him out and get rid of him as a manager. So he's just trying to have his legacy as the as as, as, a, as a, have a little beef with Ndombele. Obviously, people can sit here and say it's another manager that Ndombele's having dramas over, which is true. Again, there could be injuries around it, which I'm not in tune with Spurs. There could be a reason for him not being in the lineup. But I, for me, if is fit, he starts. He's one of them first names on the team sheets sort of guys. I, I, what is going on with him, you know? And I say it before, I always say it, not that um, Dele Alli's poor, but Ryan Mason, you know, you weren't a good midfielder. It's a bit like the manager at my club. You weren't certified like that. So I can't really be surprised when you lot make shaky decisions because duds pick duds, in my opinion. Um, So it is what it is. Spurs did what they needed to do, though. Clean sheet, three points. Hopes of Europe still going strong. It is It is what it is, people handling business. Um, game of the week for me will probably be Crystal Palace versus Aston Villa, purely because I was watching it. You know, Tariq Mitchell, very unorthodox finish, but I'm sure he doesn't care. It was a good get back. You know, John McGinn scored a decent goal for, for Aston Villa before Ben Teke obviously patterned, um, patterned things up. And then obviously two minutes after Ben Teke scored against his old team, Anwar Aghazi scored. What a first half that was, in my opinion. I thought, yep, Aston Villa done here i was only watching this game because arsenal are playing crystal palace and not that there's any much you can learn from this season but i thought it was a chance to take people in and whatnot people after that obviously you know you saw zaha get involved and make it um, and draw level and make it 2-2 before obviously six minutes from time you saw mitchell score um so yeah like i said dramatic game people absolute dramatics 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 gary cahill switched off for one of the goals as well but it's a, it's a big win. And much like I was happy to see the Sheffield United lad, shout out to Jacob Ramsey for getting a start as well. I love to see the young players, them getting opportunities in the team and, and all of those sort of things. And Aston Villa had that young lad, Carney, 
Um, Chukwameka on the bench, very good, talented player. I've seen a lot of him at England level, obviously Grealish on the bench as well. Um, so it is where it is in that regards, man. Big three points for Crystal Palace, especially going into the game midweek. And obviously, you know, Roy Hudson might not be there. So it's a nice little touch for him, people. So once again, Crystal Palace 3, Aston Villa 2, Tottenham 2, Wolves 0, uh, um, West Bromwich Albion 1, Liverpool 2, Everton 0, Sheffield United 1, Burnley 0, Leeds 4, Chef, um, Southampton Apologies 3-1 against Fulham. Brighton and West Ham drew 1-1 and you had a 4-3 victory on Friday for Manchester City against Newcastle. Now, I'm sure a lot of you are thinking, has this geezer forgot about the FA Cup? Me, forget about Chelsea losing a cup final, you're mad. Leicester 1, Chelsea 0, Chelsea 0, Leicester 1. Fantastic strike from Yuri Telemans, what things are about. Those of you that listen to me on my watch along, I celebrated it like I'm a Leicester fan and I was a Leicester fan for 90 minutes um, because they're playing Chelsea. Not going to sit here and cap. First half, I was going to fall asleep on my live stream. That was going to be the first one. I was thinking, how the hell is this a cup final? Both teams kind of cancel each other out. Both teams look a bit nervous in my opinion. Um, both teams are not looking like professional footballers in that, you know, sometimes the one is happening, but you're not doing the one two shots are over hit, under hit. It's just quite poor, isn't it? Second half live, live in the hell up for me, man. Obviously, you saw the dramatic scenes. Um, it was exciting. You know, I feel sorry for Reese James. I think he had a decent game and then obviously he's part of the mistake. I did see what Thomas Tuchel was trying to do in having Reese James as the centre half and then Aspilicueta behind him purely because, you know, Jamie Vardy, like you saw, he's peeling over to that left-hand side. Reese James is a younger man. He's got more legs in him. He obviously, it doesn't spell good for, for Aspilicueta. And I probably wouldn't have went with that, but I hear it. You know, it is a big threat. I personally would have put Reese James at fullback um, because he offers them a bit more in that regard. And I think... While you don't want Vardy in the channels and it could be peak against Aspilicueta, I think Aspilicueta is a good reader of the game. He will call Reese James back. He will mention it with a midfielder. He'll drop off a couple yards. He'll be able to buy some time if worse comes to worse. So there was that. Personally, you know, when he brought on Giroud in the last 10, I knew he didn't have any ideas because he doesn't want to really play Giroud. Like, so there was that. Tammy's not in the squad, so you ruled out that. You know, how Werner has played significant minutes, I don't know. Should have brought Pulisic on at half-time. I can't lie, Thomas Tuchel effed it. Like, he got it completely wrong, in my opinion. Maybe overcomplicated things, I don't know. The false 19, yet again, it didn't bang. And, you know, apart from the first 10-15, where I think Leicester looked really nervous, they settled, you know. I think Luke Thomas, you know, Yuri Telemans is going to get the... the headlines but I think Luke Thomas be my man of the match or maybe Casper Michael for a couple dramatic saves as well um you know Casper Michael Luke Thomas Telemans indeed he was good defensively very poor on the ball and probably shown why the cities and these teams that are linked with him probably don't go with him Kelechi and Atch had a big day against Ridiker at centre-half versus striker and he did all right he didn't have the best of games in that you know there's no highlights but he got over the line there you know really got over the line and you know Brendan Rodgers won the battle. He matched him in midfield with a midfield, well, a midfield five or whatever you want to call it. He matched him in that. His team did what they needed to do. For Thomas Tuchel, it don't look good because you've been outmatched for tactics twice this week. You know, again, people are accusing your team of complacency going into the game against Arsenal, considering what was happening this weekend. Again, it gives fuel to them fight and flames. 
They've just got to double down on, on the Champions League. Now, they've got to first and foremost get revenge in the league on Leicester, but then they've got to focus on the champs, where obviously I hope they lose again. But I'm sure these players, you know, more fire in their belly. And I do think there was a, for what reason, I don't know, but I do think there was an indirect amount of complacency in the Chelsea team. Naturally, you know, in any workplace, if everything's going well, if you're winning all the pitches and you're bringing all the business, there's going to be an air of taking the foot out your gas, uh, off the gas. And you always slap down to reality if you do those things, which I think was highlighted, people. So it is what it is. Leicester were good. You know, Telemans just scored a great goal. Wanted to tell the grandkids about. Could Kepper have done better, potentially, in my humble opinion, but take nothing away from the strike. Absolute madness and absolute rocket. And Leicester City deserve to be the FA Cup 2021 holders. You know, they're keeping it warm for us. Re we rented it out to Leicester. Arsenal will be back for that next year. I'd rather them lock put their colour blue and gold on it than Chelsea's blue so you lot do your thing and obviously unhappy Frank N'Golo Kante against his former team but for Brendan Rodgers it's amazing obviously VAR can't lie I think it done Chelsea dirty I'm not going to lie you know very funny moment with Chilwell he's getting booze all game and then obviously well when he come on well when he's playing he's getting booze he obviously he obviously scores. He thinks he's done a madness. Him, Giroud, Reese James going absolutely mad in the camera. Absolutely shaked. It was lovely. The only bad thing I'd say about the FA Cup is that apparently the Black Lives Matter thing was booed. Now I, if you wanna if you wanna kneel if players wanna kneel I get it. if players are tired of kneeling because it's a token gesture I get it. But I do find it a bit appalling to see that that was booed because again. It's just for the play. You can get at the. You can say I'm getting at the organization, but that's not the organization. That's the message, and I do think it it it, it has its rear head. So if whoever Leicester was it Leicester or, or Chelsea fans, I don't know if it was Chelsea fans. You if it was Chelsea fans, you've held it L because what you ain't been in your stadium in in watching your team in a stadium for time. You watched a, a banger scored against you right after booing it, and you spent a, you know you what you spent a thousand. You probably spent thousands. Of, you probably spent a, a thousand quid minimum. Some of you are putting in petrol, putting in a hotel. Paying for the ticket, buying food, like you're talking a good couple hundred quid, really, to do nonsense like that. So, serves you right. You know, Leicester City deserve to be the champions, and it's a good season for Brendan Rodgers. And obviously, it was lovely moments to see cast everyone from from players to the owner, everybody on the pitch. It must be nice having a, an owner who who sings from everybody who sings from the same hymn sheet. Everybody's on togetherness and all of those sort of things. There, man, it's absolutely amazing in that regards. Um, so yeah, man, you know. Chelsea's losses literally Leicester's gain, people, as they, they they win the trophy, really and truly. What is there to say? Other than that, people, if we previewed the games to come this week, again, you know, it's a, well, we'll speak about the weekend fixtures in the DG Podcast Friday edition. Make sure you've got a physical or mental note of that, people. When you look at the games to come, tomorrow sees Manchester United welcome Fulham to their place, Southampton against Leeds, Brighton against Man City, Chelsea against Leicester, um, Wednesday, we'll see Everton against Wolves, Newcastle against Sheffield United, um, Spurs against Aston Villa, Crystal Palace will welcome Arsenal from 7pm, Burnley against Liverpool from 8.15. At the same time, you're also going to have West Bromwich Albion versus West Ham United people. So make of that what you will. And then obviously, Sunday is the last day, um, which I'm not going to speak on it, but... I'm trying to see if there's any interesting games. The most interesting one on the last day of the season is probably Leicester Spurs, Man City Everton. Maybe even, well, maybe, well Liverpool Crystal Palace because they're trying to get Europe. The same goes for West Ham. 
indirectly Chelsea as well. Brighton at home to Arsenal, that's going to be a gazy one. But we'll cover all of that in the Friday's edition, people. Now, in terms of other news, free Palestine. And obviously, I'm not happy on what I'm hearing about sponsors are trying to chat to Arsenal and tell El Nene about it, the messages he's sending. Shut up. Like I said, free Palestine. The less said on that, the better. You know exactly where I stand and where every decent human being should stand in that regards, people. Um... It is, it is what it is in that regards, man. It's a slow news day. Um, moving away from that, I'm sure you all saw Barcelona's women defeated Chelsea to win the Champions League 4-0. Hope to God that is a precursor and hopefully the male side could can can, can follow suit. Um, it, it looks like La Liga will go to the final day because every week I always say it to my friends, Barcelona try and tell you that they make, that they don't want to win the league. Um, they dropped points. Uh, Real Madrid did their thing. Barcelona dropped points, but Atletico won points. And, you know, a dramatic 89th minute winner from Luis Suarez could see them win La Liga. And, you know, I think Barcelona very stupid. Forgive me if I'm wrong, and maybe there's not much in it, but I, I don't see the logic in getting rid of Luis Suarez and bringing in Sergio Aguero. Because you're saying one's old, then you're bringing the next man in. It's not it's not making any sense to me. And then you look at Luis Suarez, you got rid of him. He's about to win La Liga. None of you have done anything in the, in, in, in Fingy. None of you have done anything in, in Europe. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And again, who knows? Maybe next season, Luis Suarez's goals might dry up. But for right now, he's showing that Olden is firmly golden, in my opinion. Um, really and truly. Um, you know, I did feel sorry for West Brom. Exactly. Again, as I, I kind of I've got my notes in front of me. Like I said, um, I think VAR did them dirty and Big Sam spoke about it. And, you know, you look at you look at it. Bartley had a goal disallowed as Phillips was blocking Allison. I think that was a bit harsh. Danny Alves at 38 years of age, people. Two years after his last appearance has been recalled to the Brazil national team. Will he be able to make the next World Cup? Who knows? But big up the 38-year-old Danny Alves, ridiculous, you know, absolutely ridiculous. Oli Golasolsha said he's positive about Harry Maguire being able to make the Europa League final, people. Nicola Sturgeon has has slammed disgraceful scenes in Glasgow involving Rangers fans. I'm not sure what that is. I'm sure you've all seen Anthony Joshua and, and Fury have agreed to fight in Saudi Arabia as well, people. So it is what it is. Shout out to Stephen Gerrard for, you know, Claiming Rangers' first title in a, in a while, you know, good precursor. And I know he said he hopes many more trophies are to follow. If you keep working hard as a manager, they will, people. Um, and obviously, apparently, Daniel Ek has, well, he released a statement saying, I have bidded for Arsenal. I did leave an offer and the Cronkays rejected it, but I'll still keep trying. Um, I've spoken about that more in depth on my YouTube channel. So go and hit that up, people. Obviously, like I said, please make sure you're aware of the Friday edition being dropped. You know, again, same time, DG Podcast. Um, between now and then, obviously, there's hella content on YouTube. So don't be afraid to subscribe to the YouTube channel and check on the channels, people. Typically go live at 11.30 a.m. almost every day. And this week, like, what, at the time now is 7.30, it's 7, not 7.30, it's, 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 it's 6.30, apologies. In a couple of hours, you'll see me live with Matisse, the Chelsea fan. You know, I'm going to grill him about Chelsea. My guy, Curtis Shaw. And, they'll, you know, there's some other content there. So make sure you hear it up. Like I said at the start, please make sure you're following across all the socials, people. Please make sure you're following me on Instagram. Follow me. That was, a, that was atrocious, people. As you can tell, it's, uh, it's early. Deludaguna04. Uh, you know, make sure you hit me up on Clubhouse as well. Follow me on all the socials. Links are in the description. Um... 
And yeah, people, on that note, it's been a lovely edition of the DG Podcast, but I'm out to continue my day, people. So I'll love and leave you lot. I'll see you lot later. Stay safe. Like I said, it's Monday. Let's go and attack our goals. Hopefully you've all got a positive mindset. Let's go, people. DG, I'm out.